This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and joining me to look ahead to the second round action in Stuttgart and in Hurtingenbosch is our senior tennis handicapper, Sean Calvert, who's actually over in Stuttgart. Sean, I've watched your Instagram story today. Uh, looks like a good yeah. day. The weather's shining. You, know, you, you don't really have much luck with the weather, but... Uh, You've done all right. You lost your glasses. You lost your sunglasses. We found some replacement sunglasses. Yeah. They've had a good day in the sunshine there. It was good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you can't you can't beat sitting in the sun the, the, on the on that Coliseum court. It, it's it's called the Coliseum because it's it's the same as the courts that you know you've been to yourself at the Foro Italico in Rome, where you've got that sort of big stone, like old fashioned sort of kind of stone and. You kind of sit around it. It's um, it's nice. And I was sat next to Eunice Elanawi, watching tennis, sat in the sun with, with Eunice Elanawi. I just had a quick chat with him. I was like, "All right, Eunice, you know, just have a bit of a chat with him." And it doesn't, you know, life doesn't get get much better than that, really. To Did be honest, you bump could have done into... with a couple of winners, but other than that, it was fine. Well, that's what we needed. We needed that. We were going to come on to that a little bit. But did, didn't you bump into Eunice in Marrakesh as well? Yeah, yeah. Did he say, "She's Calva, why are you why are you stalking me or something like that?" Did he say, "Listen, will you stop." hassling me i don't think he recognized me in all honesty i, I just right. um I, I didn't really speak to him that much in or at all really in morocco but i, I had a chat with him today because he was sat literally like a meter away from me with with hugo gaston they were both watching that corenta mute match which was fabulous entertainment i have to say i i really enjoyed that i sat there for three hours in the sun enjoyed every single minute of it current you know anyone that doesn't know mute or hasn't watched him it's it's just, it's a delight it's it's hilarious every, every single minute he's he's there's something going on with mute he's whispering on in french then he starts going on about stuff in english and you know he, he's smacking the balls out over to the park which is just behind um the stadium there was all sorts going on he could he could have been defaulted after the first set um mute in, in typical mute style but it, it was great it was great fun you know what's you know what's not to like it's a great day lovely day um you know the only downside was that was the results on the day but other than that it was you know it was great yeah it was a bad day for us we went to well, a bad couple of days just so we went Norton three on our picks on the first round but uh obviously transition from the the clay courts into the grass courts does take a little bit of time to get the form going as we've seen in in other transitions to from the hard court to the clay court from the start of the season we went on a bit of a losing run but then we we, we got it back um i bet mute actually i bet him i bet him at plus 136 i thought i had a chance he was a, was he a up in the third set he was a breakup in the first set he was five three up he had chances to go five three in the second set so he, he could have won it in straight sets, but he, he, from the third, it was the third point of the match. He, he started complaining about about the the um the automatic line call, and he said it wasn't right. 
you know it wasn't it, it was all wrong and, and it, from then it just got funnier and funnier until you know for for 3 hours um he was he was booing when Karatsev you know when a player sometimes throws a ball up for the toss and and it's not quite right so they catch it and do it again he was booing Karatsev when he did that and it, between every there was a dialogue going on for the entire match it's it's not it's not unusual for Mute but it, it it was it was quite funny to see it firsthand Karatsev obviously progresses through to the second round. Um, what do you make of him? What, what do you what do you think of his performance today? I think it was a typical Karatsev performance. Very very hit and miss. He made a lot of unforced errors, quite a few wins. He just he just I was thinking about it during the match. I was thinking if I was coaching Karatsev, what what would I kind of what would I say to him? I, I just think he just goes for too much, and and he goes for the lines. He goes for absolute flat out winners far too often. You know, he's done that his old career, probably not going to change now, but he doesn't need to do that. If he could just play, the, just reel it in like 5%, just just go for, you know, a foot inside the line. He just seems to want to hit the winner perfectly on the line every single time. And, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't work out more often than not. Um, you know, Mute could have won that match. I think he was ahead on the stats. The last time I, I checked the, the numbers, he was ahead, Mute. Um, you, you know, he can count himself unlucky to to lose that match. But Karatsev just just had that slight extra power, and if if he can reel that power in and use it effectively, then he he can be a force. But he was slipping and sliding on the on the grass. Um, Karatsev, I don't I don't think he's a natural grass court player. His touch and his feel isn't isn't quite there. It's it's all sort of brute force with him, really. The reason why I asked about Karatsev if he was impressive was the next round he plays our pick. He plays our tournament pick, Taylor Fritz, in the second round. Obviously, Taylor Fritz got a draw through to the second round. So not really too much to worry about for us. We look confident move for Fritz. He should be Karatsev on grass. He should. And then, obviously, Kyrgios is out as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's highly likely to be good news for us. I I would have thought Fritz would be Karatsev. I I can't can't see um, Karatsev beating Fritz on grass, to be honest. That match is tomorrow. We're not going to talk about that match. We've got four matches that Sean wants to highlight for tomorrow's action on Wednesday with Bet Rivers. Again, it's a very early start. Starts about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. So if you want to follow in any of these picks that Sean suggests here, you have to do it tonight. Some of the We've got some of the order of play, but we're not quite sure some of the other matches. So your best to get on the website this evening and get those bets down before tomorrow because you could wake up in the morning and you could miss a winner. So let's start off with the first match I want to talk about. It's uh, Lorenzo Sanego up against Christopher O'Connell. Sanego is minus 222. Uh, Christopher O'Connell is plus 140. Uh, Sanego beat Berrettini. Uh, completely didn't really put any performance at all, but he won very, very convincingly after making the last 16 at the French Open. Coming to this tournament, uh, O'Connell hadn't been in great form. He'd lost his last three matches, including the defeat against Kudler in service in a match that I watched. Um, and I wasn't impressed with Kudler, uh, either of them, actually. Uh, but O'Connell did win here, but he plays Altmaier, the guy who beat Yannick Sinner in uh, in 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 the French Open, and Altmaier is not at all comfortable on the, the grass. So O'Connell is plus one forty. Sanego is minus two two two. The handicap we haven't got any lines yet, but I'm guessing it'll probably be around about two and a half start, two and a half for Sanego, minus two and a half, and plus two and a half for O'Connell. And the total games I do have are twenty three and a half, uh, at around about minus one twenty five on the over. Um, so expecting a few games in this match. Um, that's what the Bet Rivers bookmaker, the book, the odds compilers at Bet Rivers are expecting a few games, but the Italian to progress. Do you see it that way? 
Yeah, these these are the four matches that are played in Stuttgart tomorrow. Um, by the way, that the Fritz and Sitsipas are, are later in the week, probably right. Thursday. Um, so these are the only four matches that are on in Stuttgart on um, on Wednesday. Um, you know, O'Connell's a little bit he's a little bit lacking in experience in grass. And he played three main level matches on the surface um, in his career. As you said, he played Surbiton last week, lost to Kudler. Beat Altmaier, but as you also said, Altmaier is just too easily rushed on the grass. Slow clay at, at Roland Garros is absolutely perfect for Altmaier, but you know, quick grass, it's it's not his game um, at all. Um, Senego, we, we talked to the other day didn't we, about about comebacks, and there's been a lot of comebacks this week. Some have been gone well, some have gone you know comebacks from injury, some have gone well, some have gone really badly. Kyrgios went really badly, Berrettini went really badly, Raonic went spectacularly well for a guy that's not played a, a tennis match for two years come out to play like that absolutely fabulous but Senego got a Berrettini that was was very much below par now if we look at Senego's grass court record um, all time it's it's, it's alright it's decent it's a service points one return points one total of 103 17 um, 10 win loss so it, it's a decent grass court record you would expect him to beat someone like O'Connell who's um, decent a, a decent player but is he has he got that extra X factor to kind of take him deep into these sort of tournaments? Um, in this current season, twenty twenty three, on all surface, all surfaces, the service points, one of return points, one totals, gives us an idea of of where they're at. O'Connell is on ninety nine, has won twelve, lost twelve. Um, so they go slightly better, one hundred and one, one sixteen, lost fourteen. It's one of their matches that you would expect Sonego to win. He has actually got a very good record at main level when he's been in, in this sort of price range. When he's been priced up between 1.4 and 1.59 um, at main level, he's won 14 of his last 18. So he's been a, a pretty reliable favourite in this sort of price range. It's one of them where you wouldn't be surprised if Sonego lost. It wouldn't It wouldn't shock me, but I'm not sure the, the betting value is there for, for O'Connell. I, I need to see more from him, really. So a no bet on the first match. We're going to talk about there, O'Connell against Sonego. Before we go on to the second match, what are the conditions as fast as you expected? Very quick, exactly the same as The weather's obviously looking beautiful, so we obviously expect that to be quick. But they are yeah. they are exactly as we predicted they would be. Yeah, I haven't seen stats of more than five matches so far. I've only seen the stats of the first five, which which doesn't really tell you a great deal. But from, from the naked eye, um, it looks quick. And the reason for that is because it is very high up. I think I said on the on the... Oh, one of my videos that I could imagine this walk, this 20, 20, 25 minute walk from my hotel to the ground is going to be all uphill. I was kind of half joking, but it, it is completely uphill. It's really high up. It's much higher than than your general Stuttgart altitude, which is about 250 meters. This is more like 400 because it's so high up in the, in the hills. So that altitude combined with the early season grass, um, it makes it quick, yeah. And what were you before we we're going to give you a little bit of a tour of Stuttgart here, but what what Stuttgart like as a city? Good, no nice, idea. Nice, you haven't been out yet. You haven't been having. No idea. You know you can get well, some went, sunglasses. That's all I did. I went in and bought them sunglasses from that excellent sports shop, Sports Check or something. It was called. It was it was great. It was absolutely. Great. You got every single thing you could ever want relating to sports. You want to go there? Get it. It's got everything. I can you get me a Dolka Prague away kit, please? That's a bit niche. I don't know about that. <laughs> I can get you some boss merch though. It's uh, it's sixty euros, by the way. For what? The, uh, what are you getting for sixty euros? T-shirt. Sixty euros is the boss open T-shirt. The, the one that like the one that I wear. The one like. This well, it's got the... boss open twenty twenty three on it. You know the actual. Go to Turkey. Merch. Go to Turkey. Get the same one for about ten euros. 
It's not going to have Boss Open 2023 Stuttgart on it, though, is it? Yeah, but the, the Open and the 2023 will fall off when you wash it three times. We'll still say Boss. <laughs> be the same 60 the, euros. Like, Do you want it or not? No, not, I'm not paying 60 euros. <laughs> Listen, I don't spend my money. I get like $1 buses and I, I get trams. I'm not wasting on $60 merch. Yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm it's me that gets the $1 tram. I got a $1 tram earlier into town. And then I got one back and then I walked up to the um, arena. So I've only spent about 10 minutes in Stuttgart Town Centre, to be honest. The, 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 my only reservation is that I'm very nervous when I go abroad uh, to, to make a fool of myself at the train station. And that's the truth. And that, honestly, I would, get a, I, I would get a tram, but I wouldn't understand. In, in England, it's very easy. You just tap your bank card and you get onto a train and you get off the train. It's fantastic. We're way ahead on on sort of travel. I I believe in terms of payment, but when you go on, I, I don't know if I've got the right ticket. Where I've got the ticket from? What ticket I have to buy? Do I have to buy the one that's? I'd end up paying like twenty euros, and I've wanted to go around the town for a week, and I don't want to do two stops. That's what worries me. So it's much easier to get an Uber for me. Ten dollars off it, straight problem, no problem at the ground, no worries. Ten dollars. Well, whatever it is, twenty dollars. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, and it's, it's more my. I'm, not, I'm worried of making a fool of myself. I'm more than. Oh, talking of making a fool of myself all the time on this talking show. Talking of making sure a fool of that. yourself. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see it. I don't know if you saw my tweet today. Did you see my? I wanted to have my hair cut. I wanted my hair was looking oh, quite yeah, long. I did see that actually. Yeah, yeah. and she's and she's <laughs> she was chatting away and she's shaving. I'm going to show you. Hang on, you can see this. Brilliant. That, that's going to catch Why didn't you on. just have it all done the same? Because because that is much, that hair is much different colour because of the sun. So if I shave it all off, the whole hair will be white and the, the forehead will be brown. I'll look an absolute fool. So I'm going to have to wait for a couple of, well, I look a fool anyway. But yeah, there you go. So anyway, <laughs> we, we digress. Let's move on to the tennis. Uh, next match is an interesting one. Herbert Hercash, number four seed, is minus 360 against Watanuki, who has been doing all right here. He's come through qualifying. Hasn't really played anyone of any calibre, though, to be fair. He beat Afilicano Lopez, who's older than myself and short. Um, Hercash is a heavy favourite here at minus 360. Um, the spread is three and a half plus, uh, well, even money. Uh, you bet Hercash minus three and a half. And the totals here are pitched at 22 and a half. We've said so many times on this show, Hercash serving and his conditions He's going to be very hard to break, but is he got enough about him to break Watanuki? And you would expect this to be quite a long game, I would have thought. Yeah, I love the overs here. It's yeah. it's, it's not a it's not a fabulous price, but if you if you look at it on the stats that that we've got from Hercash, it, it is actually a fabulous price. So twenty three of Hercash's matches this season have featured at least one tie break. 23 of his matches, that's 74% of the matches that he's played this season have featured a tie break. Um, you can get 1.74 with Bet Rivers about there being a tie break in this match. If if this 74% of his matches have featured a tie break, you should be looking at a price of about one to three yeah. um, for a tie break. So, you know, 1.74, you would have, you would say that's good value. Over games, um, if we're looking at his best of three set matches, this season, 75% of them have gone over 22 and a half games, 18 of 24. And this is, this is just because he can't, you know, I've mentioned it many times. He, he cannot break serve. He's um, if you look at his grass stats, he's, he's won just 32% of return points in his last 10 um, main level matches on grass. That's Cressy levels um, of returning. And he's just done it time and time again, time and time again on all surfaces, even, you know, clay, hard grass, he just can't break serve or, or isn't able to break serve often enough to avoid all these tie breaks. 
Um, let's have a look at Amon Grass, Herkash. Eight of his last 10 matches have featured a tie break. And four of his six matches on grass in 2022 played over the best of three sets, went over 22 and a half games. So, you know, you, you have to like the overs, don't you? Uh, yeah. it's just the way that he's, the way that his season has gone and also his grass statistics, that lack of ability of breaking serve. Um, Watanuki's has shown some decent stats, um, decent form actually as well on um, on quicker uh, surfaces. He's got minimal um grass court stats but he's won seven of his 11 matches played on grass um so far in his career watanuki and if you look at what he's done in his last 10 main level matches his service points one and return points one total is 101 so he's held his own against against the better players you know players at this atp tour level and he's certainly got enough about him having played those three matches through qualifying through the first round you would have thought to to press uh, her cash again and take him past that overs yet again the other thing is where you're going to get it's the first grass court match really for Urkast this season when it's the first grass court match for this season on, on the quickest surface as well we played and, doubles today he, but he lost um, him and Gearon I think it was lost in straight sets so he has played doubles but it's not it's not the same but yes yeah, you're right it's his first singles match for you know a year on grass yeah at, on the quickest surface that, that we have on the tour all year mm-hmm. so when you take them stats and bring into the fact that the court conditions here, that makes great, uh, great appeal as well. Just to give you a little recap, if you're an American viewer, obviously listen to Sean, Sean give you some decimal prices there, which is what we use in Europe and in American markets. The total number of tie breaks with Bet Rivers is minus 136 on over uh, half a tie break. So one tie break in the game, you're going to cash at minus 136. And the total games is over to uh, 22 and a half at minus 129. And this match is an early start. It starts at 6.20 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. So if you are going to follow uh, Sean's advice, make sure you get down very, very early uh, because I'm sure those prices will go because Sean is now 28.14 units up and that includes the minus three from yesterday, uh, from, from today, sorry. So he's still in great form. Um, Sean, so what's the official pick on that match? Uh, the over 22 and a half games. So over 22 and a half. If you want to play on the tie break, that's another bet that makes appeal. The next match is up is Lorenzo Massetti up against Gregor, Gregor uh, Berrer. Um, I bet I bet against Massetti in the last round uh, and he come through quite easily, actually, I'm afraid, against Gojo. I think it was more the fact that Gojo wasn't up for the challenge rather than Massetti really playing that well. Uh, this time around, he faces uh, Berrer, who had a decent win against Otti, a player who can... Pretty much play on uh, on 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 grass There's a, and, a, and a straight mm-hmm. sets win as well. I was quite impressed with that. Uh, plus one twenty for Barrera, minus one fifty for Massetti. Massetti has come through a very very tough clay court campaign where he reached the last sixteen at the French Open. He reached the last sixteen at Rome, and he also did well in Miami as well. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, I'd have been happy like like you were to take Massetti on first up. Um... You know, Gojo had his chances in, in that match against Massetti. And Massetti had to ride his luck a little bit, certainly in the first set. Second set, he was more comfortable. But first set, he certainly could have dropped um, Massetti. It's it's a difficult one because Barret, he hasn't got, you know, neither of these two players have got any real grass court history to, to talk about, really. Massetti is 1-4 win-loss in his entire career. Barret is 2-3. Um, we know Barret prefers the quicker surfaces um struggles a bit on on the slower surfaces but it's it's a hard one this it looks priced about right to me I mean, if you look at but what Barrera's done at this season at main level on all surfaces he's 13 12 win loss and his service points one return points one total is 101 which is respectable you know it's decent 
Uh, compare it with Massetti, he's 1613 win loss and his service points, one return points, one total is 104. Um, we know he's more effective on, on the slower services, but he can play on 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 quicker um, services as well. Hard courts, he's, he's done well um, as well. You know, when Naples last year, he played pretty well right at the start of the season in Australia before he got injured. I think it just, I think I'd want a bigger price. I think this is, I think Barrera is a, certainly a possible winner here, but I'm just not sure the price is quite big enough for me. Yeah, I think if you were going to have a bet on the match, you would bet Barrera rather than take the minus 150 Massetti. But I agree with you, Barrera. Uh, plus 120 probably hasn't got the grass court all-round game to, to give Massetti too many problems. Massetti's obviously the most talented of the two, but Barrera could be the most comfortable service. And Massetti's played a lot of tennis, so the fatigue may come into a question. But that's a game for us to leave, a match for us to leave. The final match is uh, the American number two, Francis TFO, makes his uh, grass court debut up against uh, Hiri Leheka. Uh, TFO is minus 278 with Bet Rivers. Leheka is plus 215. The spread here is plus three and a half for Leheka, minus 134, plus 105 for TFO, minus three and a half. The totals are 22 and a half. Uh, Leheka beat Giron in the first round here in Stuttgart to get through. And that was his first ever win on a grass court on the ATV tour. Uh, it was Norton three last year. Um, TFO, heavy favorite here, but again, minus 278. I wouldn't be sort of risking too much money on the on the American number two here. No. Um if we look at his um what he does kind of away from Wimbledon really, it's it's not on grass. It's not it's not brilliant. Um if we look at his best of three set matches that he's played on grass, he's um in his career, he's he's five eight win loss. Um which is which isn't great, is it? Um and he would only have covered a, a theoretical minus three and a half game handicap in two of those thirteen matches. So he's a player that his his best tennis. I've said this before about Tifo. It, it tends to come in in the big tournaments, in the big matches where he's got a, a big crowd to to kind of play for. He, he does he does tend to have poorish performances in these kind of ATP two fifties. It, it's something that he's got to address. Really, I mean his grass court stats are okay in his last ten matches. He's he's won five, lost five. His service points, one of ten points, one total is decent though, on 103. So he's the right favourite, I think, because with Leheka having such a, a lack of experience. But we saw in Australia that Leheka can be very, very, um, very, very capable on on hard, uh, hard, hard, on hard courts. He has lost his way a bit though, hasn't he, since making that that sort of quarter final in Australia? He hasn't, he hasn't really kicked on from that. There was that shocking loss against Murray, wasn't there? From a seemingly un- unassailable position. He's, he's kind of gone down and down since then. He, was, he used to be better on a clay leg, but had a poor clay swing. But he impressed against Giron. He won 93% of his first serve points in that match against Marcos Giron, which is, you know, very, very respectable indeed. So I think if he carries that form on against Tierfo in this match um, tomorrow, I think there's certainly a, a chance he could cover the three and a half game handicap. I've not seen a, what the price is actually on the on the three and a half game handicap line. I can get them for you. Hold on one second. Three and a half for Leheka is minus one thirty four. Very heavy favourite. Yeah, okay, that's probably a bit too short, but that that would be my lean on this match. I'd be tempted on the basis that TFO has certainly struggled to cover that sort of handicap on grass in these best of three tournaments. That would be that would be my lean really for that one. So, they're the four matches tomorrow in Stuttgart. Sean will be in attendance. You can follow his journey and follow his story on our Instagram page, uh, page at Because We Win, and also on our Twitter handle at Because We Win as well. We share the two. 
uh, same handles and same with the social accounts. Uh, so only one official pick from Sean tomorrow. It's in Stuttgart. It's Herbert Herkash, uh, Watanuki over 22 and a half games. And then what was the price on that, Sean? Do you remember? Uh, 1.78, I think. Yeah. So around about minus 125 for the over 22 and a half games. So long one we expect Herbert Herkash, Watanuki, and we also recommending, more than recommended, but we, if you want to play it, a tie break uh, in that match as well at minus 136. Let's move across the border from Germany into Holland. Uh, we're going to Hertingen Bosch. Um, we've got four matches here we're going to talk about. We've only got the to win the match markets. There'll be more props as the evening goes on. The matches are just finished. So Bet Rivers are working on the odds and just putting them all up on the website. Check the website out because there will be 40 odd ma- uh, markets on each of these games. And you'll be able to just live stream each one of the matches. If you want to have a pick or you want to have a bet, you can live stream and watch it from the comfort of your own home or your tablet or your computer, whichever device you want to use. Uh, the next first match we're going to talk about is an interesting one, actually. Uh, this is an early start again, around about 6 a.m. Eastern time. So obviously check the order of play when it comes out. Not out just, just as yet. But Hugo and Bear, uh, who upset us, we obviously uh, bet Jason Kubler to beat the Frenchman. Uh, and Bear, of that big left-handed serve he has, he's very comfortable on a, on a grass court. He plays Emil Ruzivori. Um, You would think that the clay court, for, uh, the, the grass court form, would go in the favour of the Frenchman. And that's exactly what Bet Rivers have here. Hugo and Bear is minus 133. Emil Ruzivori is plus 110. But Ruzavori, the Finn, he leads 3-0 on the head-to-head. Uh, and all the matches have been quite recently. All on clay, two this year, one in Rome, one in Madrid, and one at the French Open last year. But in every single one of them, they've gone they've gone long, haven't they? Everyone's featured a tie mm. rate. They've been long games. Um, overs, betters may be looking at this one and thinking this could be one that I want to get involved in. Yeah, as you said, extremely close, the, the three matches. I think you, you wouldn't argue that Ruzavori is has been the better player in those. If you look at the service points, one and return points, one totals in those three matches that were played over the last 12 months on clay, 106 to 94 to Rusevori. So a reasonable, a reasonable advantage. Um, you know, Rusevori not, not particularly keen on clay. Humbert wasn't really until this season. And all of a sudden he, he really kind of got a, a taste for it. Um, but Rusevori has been the better player over those, over those, those three meetings, but on grass, you know, as, as you say, and as the odds suggest, it, it might be different. Uh, there isn't much in the stats to to suggest that Humbert should be a particularly big favourite here. I know he's only slight favourite. I think it's basically his clay form, which was excellent. Humbert won several tournaments on the clay and started really, really well. I mean, Kubler wasn't good at all, but Humbert was very, very good. I watched all that match and Humbert was really impressive. So I think the Bet Rivers odds compilers have, have watched that and and chalked him down a little bit. Because on the service points, one and return points, one tells on grass in their careers, exactly the same. Humbert, 102. Rusevori, 102. But there is a, quite a big difference in their win-loss um, ratios. Humbert's won 18, lost 11. Rusevori is 6 and 6. But the stats are the same, 102 and 102. So th- there's there's kind of... You can see it either way, couldn't you? Rusevori clearly enjoys playing Humbert. Um the same can't be said about Humbert. This is now Humbert's favourite surface. I think he'll probably get his revenge on grass. I think Rusevori is still a little bit lacking in his grass court now. Um, it's one where I think Humbert will win it, but I'm not. I'm not sold on the price. I don't think I back him as as favourite. Was it about one point eight something? Well, no, he loaded out one thirty three, which is equivalent of around about um, one point seven two. Yeah, no, that's too short for me. I, th- I think he's the right favourite Humbert, but. I couldn't back him at that price. 
So no bet. Umber against Ruzavori, despite Ruzavori holding a 3-0 head-to-head record. Long matches as well. The game props come out. You might you know, might look a, a little lean for me for the over-total games. If there's around, pitched around about 22 and a half, I think I might have a little play on that. But the next match is an interesting one. It's uh, Mark andre Husler, who uh, beat uh, Maxim Cressy in the first round up against Rinky. A lovely name, Rinky Higita. Is it Higita? Higita? I think it's Higicata, isn't it? It's Higicata, Higita, same thing. Uh, Higicata, Rinky, Rinky. It sounds like a song, Rinky Higicata. Rinky Higicata against Mark Andre Husler. Minus 148, Mark Andre Husler. Rinky Higicata plus one. Rinky Higicata. I'm going to write a song by Rinky Higicata. Plus 118. I'm going to do it tomorrow for the next show. I'm going to make a jingle. The Rinky Hitchikata jingle. Uh, he's plus 118 to win this match. Um, looking at the form between the two of them, uh, Hitchikata obviously comes through Surbiton, got to the quarterfinals in the challenger last week. Uh, he's done all right here. He got beat, though, in the um, in the qualifying, didn't he, uh, here in Herdekenbosch, but he got a place in the draw uh, through from a lucky loser, from sorry, from someone being uh, being retiring from the from the main draw. Uh, Mark Andrew Hussler beat an out of sorts Maxime Cressy, so you, you would take much into that. But uh, Mark Andrew Hussler, the Swiss star, is the favourite, minus 148. The Aussie is plus 118. What do you think of this one? I think it's another one that's that's priced about right. I mean, Hussler should really relish this this part of the season because he's, he's had a shocking season so far, really. It's actually started okay in Australia, and then it's gone downhill from there. He's 6-14 win-loss. So far this season, Hughes. I know Clay and, and and the slower hard courts aren't aren't his his thing. So this should be a good this should be a good part of the season for him. He's still got a, a better service points one and return points one total at main level this season than Hijikata, even having only won six matches out of out of twenty. Um, it's not by much though. He's on ninety eight. Hijikata's on ninety seven. He's only played six matches at this level. Um, it's, I think it's one of them where you'd think Hughesley will win eventually. I mean, I wouldn't back him at that price um, on the basis that he's, he's, had a, he's had a really, really poor season. Um, Cressy had another one of his weird serving days, didn't he? Where he, he, he hit more double faults than aces, I think. Just wasn't happening for Cressy at all. Um, yeah, not not one of massive betting interest to me. I think users all win it, but again, no value really. No value on that one. Next match is probably the 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 big game of the day, the big match of the day in in, in Holland. Yannick Sinner. Uh, up against Alexandra Bublik. Yannick Sinner is the tournament favourite. He's minus 350, a very, very heavy odds considering the way he bowed out at the French Open. This is his first match on clay, uh, sorry, grass, he was saying clay, on grass in 2023. And he, he's got a he's got a tough opponent in his first match, Alexander Bublik. If Alexander Bublik raises him, himself for the big, big matches and it doesn't come much bigger for him up against the, the tournament favourite here and he'd be very determined to do well plus 275 for alexander bublik uh would it be a bublik day or do you think sinner will have too much um i'll be interested to see what the handicap is here but not no line out yet but i think that uh, sinner might have a few tr- problems here i think he might yeah if, if you're looking if you're coming into a tournament um you're first on grass for a year and you're coming in with a couple of bad losses um in your previous tournaments as sinner is I think the last person that you want to be playing is public. You're not going to get any sort of rhythm at all from him. Right? If you're looking to kind of get yourself set on the grass and, and you know, get, get a good, good win under your belt, start hitting, just, just find the rhythm. Uh, um, you don't want to be playing Alexander public. I bet he was thinking when it was public against Goffin, I bet he was thinking, I wish it's Goffin because that would have been perfect for him. 
but public, it's, I think this is going to be very difficult. Um, I've not seen all the lines on this match yet, but I'm interested in in public winning the opening set um, here. They, they, they've played a couple of times, haven't they? And um, public's always started, well, always on both of those occasions. He started pretty well. He won the first set um, in one of those meetings, and the other one went to a tie break. He's also got very good stats on on the grass public. His, his service points won and return points won total um, over the last 12 months on grass 105, which is very, very good. Sinner's on 106, but he only played six matches um, on the grass. Really improved on the grass because he didn't he done absolutely nothing on it, Sinner, until until um, last year. But he lost his first match. Tommy Paul beat him in his first match on grass last year. I just feel like if public can serve well, he didn't serve well today against Goffin. I think he got 45% of his first serves in. Um, public against Goffin. That's not going to be good enough against Sinner. But if he gets sort of 60% or around that sort of mark, I think he's got a decent chance of at least winning the first set. You know, he might win the match, but on their head-to-head, Sinner's won 69% of his second serve points compared to 48% of public. So he's been 21% better, massively better on second serve. So I think it's all about the public serve. If he gets a lot of them in, and he starts out hot like he can, I think he's got a, a decent chance of winning the first set there. Yeah, hitting Yannick Sinner cold, who's going to come into this grass court campaign very low, really. I think I think the defeat he had, and physically as well, he didn't look very phys- he didn't look very fit in that going into that long match he had at the French Open. <laughs> doesn't does he? No, so he needs. Still to, not uh, got past that, has he? No, I mean it's it, 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 very disappointing. I'm I'm sitting on a big price. Well, big price. I'm, I bet him to win Wimbledon, and I'm I'm not really confident really about it. I, th- I think I've jumped the gun a little bit too early there. But uh, I know Yannick Sinner starts with a very, very, yeah, very, very difficult. You take a chance, don't you? Like, I took a yeah. chance with Massetti, French Open, 100 to 1. He got a terrible draw. Mm, well, you never know. We'll see. So Yannick Sinner here starts with a difficult match against Alexander Bublik, and we expect Bublik to cause him some problems. So wait for the lines to come uh, up on the Bet Rivers website and maybe look for Bublik to win the first set. But currently, he's a plus 275 chance to win that match. The final match we're going to talk about is Borna Koric, uh, a player that I think could do quite well in this tournament. He's minus 167 up against Mackenzie McDonald. Now, Mackenzie McDonald has ended a 0-8 and run, lost his last eight matches with a win in the first round here, and he played quite well against Ivashka to win that match, winning 6-4, 6-3, and a quite an impressive performance. That will give him huge confidence up against Borna Koric. Koric obviously comes in quite cold after his clay court run, which uh, was quite good, reached the quarterfinals with Rome, got beat by Sitsipas, reached the second round of the French Open. Uh, sorry, third round of the French Open. We got beat by Echeverry. Um, I just thought if he can replicate that clay court form onto the grass where he's much more comfortable, he'll go well in a tournament like this. But uh, this, there's money for Mackenzie McDonald in the last couple of hours. Um, there's been a, there's been a, some money for McDonald here. Uh, do you think the money for him is justified or do you expect Courage to show his class? I think there's a, a definite view that, that McDonald could win this match. And I think much of it is the fact that Courage hasn't played on grass since 2019. Mm. It's four years since he played a match on grass. So it's it's fair to say somewhat rusty on the surface. As you said, McDonald's coming here with the advantage of having played a match already. Did very, very well uh, against Avashka. Won 24% more second serve points than Avashka in that match, which is a, which is a huge difference really from the back of the court. It, I didn't see the match, obviously, but it suggests that McDonald was playing pretty, pretty well from the from the baseline. Um he also beat Chorich as a as a three to one underdog in the twenty twenty one Australian Open, did McDonald. So he's not gonna fear Courage. I think this is this is a tough opener for me, I think. Um for Borna. His, his grass stats, they're not they're not that great. 
you know, he has, it sounds strange to say for a guy that beat Roger Federer and won Haller one year, but his service points, one return points, one total in his career is, is only 97, which is, which is not great. And he's 11, 10 win loss. Um, McDonald, by the way, is 98 and 98 win loss. So similar sort of stats. Um, if you isolate the last 10 main level matches that they both played on grass, Courage is slightly better. He's on 100 in his service points, one return points, one, but it's still not, it's still not great um, grass court stats. McDonald, 96, so not, not fabulous either. But this could just be one where McDonald's just got the advantage of having played that match. Courage, you know, no, no grass matches for four years. I can see why there's money for McDonald's here. Um, I'm not sure it's quite big enough a price for me, but um, my lean would be, I think, McDonald's here, just on the basis of the, the stats being pretty similar and, and Courage being very, very rusty on the surface. So there is, that's the one official play over the total games in the match in Stuttgart between Herbert Herkes and Watanuki. Four ways to follow us. You can download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bit Match. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Because We Win. Sean will give us a journey. He's off out in town to Stuttgart. I won't keep you so long, Sean. Have a great mm-hmm. night, a few beers, and I'll enjoy the tennis, and we'll be back again on Thursday. Tomorrow, Rory Giovanni will be joined by James Blake, but me and Sean will be back on Thursday. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.